0: Hello and welcome to a roundtable discussion on the Topic of Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, I'm joined by guests for a lively conversation on a topic we hope you'll find interesting. Joining me for this roundtable discussion is my sister, Kay Kellum. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm a little bit in that drowsy,
0: oh wow, I'm in another world fog. All right. So, um, some of the episodes we do don't require a lot of prep time. Agreed. Some require a little. This required a lot. The topic for this roundtable discussion is the Daredevil Season 1 Uh, On Netflix.
1: The Netflix original series.
0: Netflix original series, 13 episodes, totals to just a few minutes shy of like 12 hours.
1: And we started watching...
0: Let's see, we watched uh, four episodes last night on a Friday night. This is a Saturday. We started this morning around 11.15. Yeah. It's around 8 o'clock now.
1: I was going to say, we did all of this in under 30 hours.
0: Yeah, yeah including getting a little sleep in there and stuff, which is good because it's, again, 12 hours of of television. If we'd really pushed it, we might have been able to do it in a single day. To then record afterwards, I don't think I would have been up for it.
1: No, and part of that is it, well, the size of the screen you put on for me is part of it, but it's also very immersive in a lot of ways.
0: I don't think we really talk too much about the equipment we use when we watch stuff. Um. Just to get into that for a moment, I've got an Epson um, display uh, projection thing. Does it have the model number? I don't think it does. It's a full HD projection. It's a 3 LCD kind of a deal, and it basically projects at... I think I did the math or did the measurement at one point. It's about 100, 120 inch diagonal.
1: I refer to it as a king size bed of a screen.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like having a movie theater experience at the house. It also does 3d. Uh, so for some stuff we've done that, but this is one where you got a very cinematic kind of feel. And this show, uh, daredevil is, I don't say it, it's kind of neither fish nor fowl. It's, It's technically not a television series because it's not on television. I agree. It effectively is. It's episodic. Mm Mm-hmm. Or let me me rephrase. It's broken into episodes.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that statement.
0: This played like a 13-chapter movie. Yeah. There were definitely aspects that gave each one a, yeah, this is pretty much sort of an episode, but more of a chapter of a book.
1: Yeah, um, it definitely felt that way to me. And it's further feels that way because of the Netflix viewing experience, where at the very end, up in the left side, it's counting down the closing credits. As down on the right side, it's saying in 15 seconds, unless you file an objection, we're going to launch the next episode. And that's just like turning the page to the next
0: chapter. It's very much Netflix is obviously we've signed up for a Netflix account, by the way it's very much geared towards a binge watching experience with when you're done with one like you said it, it kicks off the other before it's even finished the credits mm-hmm. which i thought was an interesting decision in so much as you know you're hearing the the closing music and it just kind of abruptly stops and kicks into the opening.
1: Well, and someone had told me that you could click on the closing credits and enlarge them back to the full screen to buy yourself an extra 30 seconds or so.
0: We did that on one of the early episodes, and it had... Not only the regular credits, but the credits for the language uh, dubbing or whatever for eight other languages. Yeah,
1: which was fascinating to me because I'd done it on one other show which only had English and Spanish. So I had known to tip you off that there would be more credits than you were expecting. But I never imagined eight languages would then have yeah. the here's who do the voices for each of them.
0: Well, and Netflix also had a good opening credits for the show. Very nice visuals. Kind they of did. A, a dripping blood to form images uh, kind of a thing. And I didn't think to measure how long that took. I know on one or two of the other Netflix originals, House of Cards, which I've watched, it's about a minute, minute and a half, minute 45 of opening.
1: I think this one was more in the 30 seconds to minute vein. It,
0: uh, yeah, it sounds about right. It didn't seem overly long. But it's nice to have that, yes. And with a Netflix show, um they can vary the the running time. Most of these were in the uh, fifty three minutes to sixty minutes range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know again, on on House of Cards, you got as low as like forty three one time. Well, so they 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 film what they have to film for the episode.
1: Well, and that's one of the things that fascinates me about these Netflix original shows. Is they don't need to put filler scenes in to get up to 42 minutes.
0: They don't have a set time frame.
1: Yeah, they're not trimming out the, oh, we really wish we could have given you this scene, except we had to come down to 42 minutes.
0: They neither cut nor pad for time. Yeah. And that, I think, worked well for Daredevil here. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing that I think is relevant about it not technically being a television show, although it's that format, is one... When they release this stuff, they release it all in a single day.
1: That surprised me the first time I experienced a Netflix original show and encountered that. But it does go back to your sense of a lot of this felt like chapters to a book, and they released the entire book on one day. Well,
0: and when I first, you know, before getting Netflix was thinking about it, my thought was it was a mistake from a marketing perspective. There's a lot of talk about Daredevil up and, you know, it's coming up. They've cast this. Here's what's going to be on. It's going to get released whenever. Then it gets released. A lot of people at my office, oh, have you seen it? Have you watched it? For about a week. Mm-hmm. Then nobody has talked about it really since. Yeah. And it comes down to, one, do you have the the 12 hours in that initial week or whatever? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, one, I didn't. And two, at the time, I didn't have Netflix. But having gone through the experience of watching it, um. I think it plays better in that kind of marathon setting than if we'd watched episode a week later, and episode a week later, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we had that same feeling when Heroes started. Yes. If we hadn't marathon that first half season, we wouldn't have stayed with the show. Yeah. And here, I honestly think that would have been the same case.
1: Well, the first episode started so slow, and even with my limited knowledge of the characters, and, you know, I've seen the movie, that's it.
0: Obviously, this is a spoiler-filled discussion, if I haven't already mentioned that. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay.
1: Um, but... Even with just my limited knowledge, I'm like, okay, I kind of know who's who and what's going on, but I don't know enough for this really agonizingly slow beginning to make sense.
0: Well, let's talk about that for a sec, because, again, we've watched 13 episodes, Mm. so my memory is already a little hazy, but it started with basically the origin scene, uh, he saves the old man, he's gone blind, and then we essentially cut to uh, an older Matt Murdock in a confessional, going on and on at length. I mean, that was a good Hmm. five-minute scene, it felt like, not longer. And it made for an incredibly slow opening to the series. But the other thing that I noticed that I think would have prevented me from sticking with the series had I been watching it weekly was the first handful of episodes, particularly the third and a few others around it, were just incredibly violent. Yes, yes. And I have a low squeamishness rating, and I will admit that during a fair amount of this, a surprising amount of this, I was literally had my arm up blocking the screen. And granted, I've got this huge screen I'm projecting at, and I'm not looking at it because it's like, this is disgusting. It's gross. I don't need to see somebody get his head bashed in. And at least two people did.
1: I have a double objection to the way they did that, not just because of the height of the squeamish factor, but the fact that they were then speaking in a language that required subtitles.
0: Subtitling on visually disturbing scenes and and gory scenes like that, I have a low tolerance for.
1: Yeah, I just didn't feel like they were playing fair to those of us that might not be comfortable with what was on the screen at that moment.
0: I mean, I'm all for a good action quotient uh, good stunts good fight choreography and they had all of that Mm -hmm. but there comes a point where it's violence for violence sake they could have done some of this off screen Mm -hmm. they could have done some of this more as it's clear that it happened but not to revel in it as much as they did and they really toned that down and after about the sixth episode i think
1: agreed and i mean fisk uses a car door to dispatch a person. That was horrific to watch. They could have done that. Even just filming from the other side of the car, mm-hmm. they could have implied all the horrific stuff without being quite so gory. But then later, when we're seeing the car getting washed...
0: It's getting hosed off with all the stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: And if they had been less graphic, but still done the hosing off to give enough of the implication of in case you aren't positive how bad what you saw off-screen off was, yeah. those two in combination would have made their point perfectly well without having some of us feel like I had to turn away from the screen for most of five minutes.
0: I mean, there comes a point where it was, I don't want to say like a slasher flick or something, mm. but it was, again, violence for the sake of violence. Not that it didn't play into the story, but it was so gratuitous in places yeah. that, for me, it took away from the story.
1: Yeah. Well, And only because we're slightly on Fisk at the moment. For me, he was the least well-developed, least interesting of the characters.
0: I'm going to say overall, I thought all the characters they had and all the actors they had were really well done. Agreed. I don't think it is that uh, Wilson Fisk was the least developed. He was the most emotionally stunted of the characters. True. And I thought the actor played that off very well. There's an aspect of this guy who's just this mountain of a man physically who very powerful very influential and very uh, emotionally uh, not well developed i mean he basically had traumatic events happen as a kid he's still the
1: awkward preteen
0: exactly it stalled his emotional development and he played that well with him still not being an adolescent or childlike character but having that childlike innocence and awkwardness when dating and things of that sort you know, it was, I, I thought he did a fantastic job as kingpin.
1: In some respects, I'll agree. But in other respects, because they played up so much of that. And mm-hmm. from the start, that's what we were seeing. The first scenes with him were a romance, etc. So that's the strongest impression I had of him. So for quite a while, I was sitting here thinking, you know, wouldn't it be great if Wesley, who everybody thinks is the assistant is really the puppet master, basically. And he's the kingpin, not Fisk. He's just a figurehead that he's basically put a target on the back of. So if we want to leave him alone.
0: And that could have worked um, and would have worked well given the dynamics, particularly at that first scene where uh, Fisk isn't there, but his his assistant is there, uh, Wesley. And we've got the Chinese, the Japanese, the Russians, and... Leland. Leland Owsley, uh, the, the money guy, you know, and how each of those eventually get picked off Mm -hmm. and to have kind of that assistant who's the coordinator, you know, having put everybody up and play, you know, uh, uh, set up to die or whatever would have worked. But again, that's not what the comic stuff is based on. So there have been other characters of the sort, um, that they can deal with as, you know, kind of Fisk replacements in a second season, uh, the Rose, and a few others. But I thought Wesley, which I th- I think is original to the show, but I don't know that for sure, um, was a really great character.
1: He was a great character, but in some respects, I wish they had merged Fisk and Wesley. They seemed like kind of two sides of the same coin.
0: It went from... The reason they didn't is they could use Wesley to refer to his employer and stuff to wait until four or five episodes in to even really introduce Fisk. Yes. And make him seem like a bigger deal. Yeah. So it made sense to me why they did that. But I will say that the actor for uh, for Wilson Fisk, I don't know, I haven't seen him in enough other things. Does he always talk like uh, William Shatner?
1: No. No, he did that for this.
0: I, I kind of figured that was the case.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't always have that deep a voice either. That gruffness to it.
0: The gruffness, the deepness of the voice, the forcing of words Mm -hmm. in a a somewhat awkward manner. Mm -hmm. So I I had a feeling that was intentional and and it was an acting choice.
1: Yeah. And because I've seen him in uh, Law and Order, I guess it was Criminal Intent was the subversion Mm -hmm. of Law and Order. But anyways, in that one he was playing one of those highly intelligent people who sees the five seemingly unrelated clues and says, wait, these are pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, flips them around and puts them into place. Yeah. So he has that absent-minded professor aspect to him over in that show. Mm -hmm. And I think because I'm accustomed to seeing him do the highly intelligent, I pull it all together. And here I was never seeing why he was the guy in charge.
0: There was implications that he had plans that were playing out, but enough of them got foiled to kind of undercut that, and we never really got the grand plan or how everything was supposed to tie together.
1: Well, and all of the the plans for buildings, et cetera, that we saw, we saw from the Japanese. The drug trade that we saw, we saw from the Chinese. We saw him, in other words, as a coordinator of but some never, illegal...
0: What did he bring to the table? Yeah, No, I agree with that. There were a couple of people, it's like, why are they here again?
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I agree with you. I thought the actor did a great job, but that's why I kept wanting more material for the character. And why I was saying, he felt the least developed and like he had the least behind him.
0: I would agree, though, because out of the mains, he was, you know, at least fourth or fifth on the list. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Matt Murdock, Daredevil. He's the lead. Chris and Cox or, 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 or Charlie. Charlie Cox did a great job.
1: Fantastic. I wish the scripts had done a better job, especially right up in the first episode, of explaining to me how's he getting around without the cane and a few things like that.
0: For a character that's had one movie, um, granted you had the TV movie with the Hulk back in whenever, but but it's not one of those high profile You know, Superman, Batman level characters, even Spider-Man level characters, whatever, to never firmly establish the radar sense or even call it that Mm -hmm. in the season surprised me. Um, there were a couple of times we get the, I see the world on fire. We get that image once or twice, but there are other times where he's like following somebody and we get a soft focus kind of effect as if we're seeing through his eyes. But I'm like, well, wait, if we are, why didn't we get this world on fire kind of or radar since There are other ways they could have visually done that.
1: Yeah, I got But the- it would have
0: been expensive.
1: Well, I got the feeling when we went to the soft focus, we were supposed to be paying attention to things other than visuals. And they would kind of only have in sharp focus the person he was paying attention to. And at that point, we would hear the blind woman's cane tapping.
0: It was trying to direct our focus, but it was not as crystal clear as it could have been yeah but i will say that there was a very cinematic aspect to this show
1: yeah and i loved a lot of the visuals and the way it was shot
0: the the intentional focus depth of focus shifting mhm the um there was one fight scene in a hallway
1: i was just thinking about that
0: where they basically you know are shooting down a hallway the camera's about halfway as the man in the mask at this point as daredevil is known he's kind of beating up the guys and walking through they they kind of pan and it's one of those that's almost got a hitchcockian uh i forget which film it was that he did where it was all supposed to be one take but that hitchcockian pan across a the back of a chair or something so you can take the film out replace the film and keep going yeah here it's so you can give the stuntman a little bit of a break and reset and keep going mm-hmm. and they did like three of those in this but it was so smoothly done that the whole thing felt very continuous very i mean the fight choreography in the show was awesome yeah other than the fact that at times they're breaking limbs literally very graphically Mm. bashing heads in and and some what i consider to be disgusting stuff fully agree the way he's doing the parkour and stuff at the end um just the overall, the fight choreography was very well done.
1: The only upside to how violent the fights wa- were was at least he had a nurse.
0: It was interesting because when they bring in Rosario Dawson as uh, Claire, at first I was thinking, I think she's the night nurse, which is a character from the seventies. They recently reprinted that four issue series as just a a one shot oversized comic, and it was uh, again, like I said, done in the seventies, kind of a. Uh, uh, hospital soap opera kind of a storyline who will the nurses fall in love with mm-hmm. sort of a thing and then later i think in the 90s and more recently in the last 20-25 years at various points various writers have had the well who do these people go to when they get the, the tar beaten out of them or whatever mm-hmm. where does spider-man go to get fixed up or daredevil are these people so they would bring somebody like the night nurse out and say okay this is underground kind of thing for the street level superheroes and whatnot and that's kind of sort of the approach they took here she doesn't have her own place or whatever but she's she stumbles across basically one of her neighbors finds uh daredevil in a dumpster Mm -hmm. almost dead and she nurses him back to health forms a relationship and does that a couple of times yeah she was a great character
1: she was she for me was a lot stronger than uh karen page especially in the beginning
0: the arc for Karen Page I thought was interesting, starting her out as a victim, as, um, you know, in just a, a really bad position in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, where this series picks up with her at the beginning, she's, uh, accused of murder, has lost her job, and basically her entire life is, is trashed. Yeah. So if it hadn't been for, for the law firm of Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah, you know, she'd
1: be in jail and screwed. Well, not just
0: that. I mean, her life would not only be over, I mean, even if she had somehow not gotten charged and somehow survived all of that, she would have had nothing. Yeah. No job, no friends, you know. Yeah. So they put her in a very interesting position, and it worked acceptably. I mean, she had a very strong arc through the series, a good relationship uh, with Foggy, with uh, with Matt, um, with, with Ben Urich.
1: Very good with Ben.
0: And Ben Urich was a great... Great character, uh, terrific actor for that. Yeah. Uh, they decided to cast a black actor versus a Caucasian, Use Caucasian in the comics. Not a big deal. This guy again. Um, I don't know where they what this actor has done prior to this, where they found him.
1: I didn't think to look him up. I looked up some of the others because I was curious, but I'm, I didn't think to look on him. I
0: would suspect character actor who's done a bazillion things.
1: That's my feeling.
0: Not a name I recognized, but he came across as somebody who's, who's, been through the paces done the acting
1: mm-hmm.
0: not new to to being on camera yeah and did a great job very believable
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh both as the reporter as the the husband of a, a very ill wife mm-hmm. um i i enjoyed his arc up until i don't like the way they left things off with his character in the season
1: yeah But I thought one of the scenes he may have actually done the best with was the one at the uh, nursing home Karen tricked him into going to when they went into the patient's room. Because it was just such a believable, we're strangers, I have no clue who this is. Yeah. You shouldn't be poking and prodding someone who is as ill as my wife.
0: I would say his best scene was earlier on at the auction.
1: And that was very well done, too.
0: Where he's basically telling Karen Page, yeah, look at these other people who aren't bidding. Isn't that odd? hmm So there was a, a an intelligence to the character mm-hmm. and the way he interacted with the different people that was fun.
1: Well, and I liked how he uh, described the source for one of his articles as a very foolish woman who married beneath herself. hmm Yeah, the character had just a great sense of humor to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. The other character we haven't really talked about much uh, is uh, Foggy Nelson, uh, partner in the law firm, best friend of, of Matt Murdock since college. Uh, another actor I didn't recognize. Same here. But did a, a terrific job. Yeah. I mean, both in terms of being the more awkward socially of the two, the he his name's at the, the top of the law firm, but kind of the lesser lawyer to a slight degree, easy-to-underestimate kind of a guy.
1: Easy to underestimate, but he was the guy who basically showed up to the office every day.
0: Showed up to the office, stood toe-to-toe with the lawyer at the big law firm, mm-hmm. um, and I thought his best episode was the one where he has just found out Matt Murdock is Daredevil, or the, the man in the mask at this point, because they don't mm-hmm. use Daredevil till the end. And is just grilling Matt on how long have you been lying to me? How is this happening? Yeah. And the way that relationship gets patched up over the last half of that season Mm -hmm. was believable. It was slow. He sold the character. Yeah. And not as just the sidekick, but as the good friend, the buddy, the competent lawyer, but the one easy to underestimate. Yes. And one could argue that the character or the actor playing the character of Foggy Nelson, has been instrumental in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know who the previous actor to play that character was? No. John Favreau. Oh, okay. That was in the Ben Affleck one. Mm Mm-hmm. And he then later went on to go direct Iron Man, which kicked off the entire thing. And my understanding is what started that whole Iron Man thing was basically on the set of Daredevil, the, the movie, he was like, hey, you know, can we do something like this? So there's a certain full circle-ness to yeah. all of this. Yeah. And it was interesting how they set this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but also a little off, I don't say to the side, but they referenced the Hulk rampaging in Harlem mm-hmm. from uh, the, the more recent of the Hulk films. They mentioned the Battle of New York. The incident. Yeah. But they actually referenced the Battle they of New do. York in, they do. in the headlines and stuff. They talk about having a suit of armor or magic hammer, whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is clearly the world of the Avengers. Yeah, but no mention ever of Shield. Agreed. Or any specific presence or, or residual aspects of these things, other than you know, eh, New York got beaten up, yeah, I had to get rebuilt. That was good for for crime. Um, or these criminals that we dealt with, but no mention of Stark technology or the Stark building or. Any kind of trickle-down aspect of any sort. Yeah. And that's fine, because this is its own thing. It all takes place in Hell's Kitchen, which, granted, is in New York, and therefore, you know, some of this is more relevant than others. Um, But I'm curious if, you know, obviously with the other Netflix properties, Iron Fist, uh, uh, Jessica Jones, and the Defenders stuff, they're going to build up to a Defenders kind of a street level group.
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If that's ever going to really tie back into the, the movie stuff.
1: Well, and if it does, if it'll tie in as effectively as S.H.I.E.L.D. allegedly did.
0: Or whether S.H.I.E.L.D. and this tie in at all.
1: Yeah. Now, this did have a ABC Studios logo at the end of the episode. Yes. So, at least they're coming out of the same production house, et cetera, which ups the odds of crossover, et cetera.
0: Well, and this is certainly being done by the Marvel Studios stuff. So the Marvel Cinematic is that's why it's in the same universe. But the fact that we never got even a mention of SHIELD anywhere in here as well, the let the big boys at Shield take this or you know, whatever.
1: Well, by the sounds of it, Matt's just started out in the past less than six months.
0: They've gotten out of law school, they've interned at a major law firm, they've just turned it down. Just started their own thing at the beginning of this.
1: Yeah, and it was after they turned down the internship that he started wearing the mask. He talked about the little girl down the street.
0: Yeah, what's interesting with that is I'm unclear how long it was between turning down the internship and renting the place. Presumably some time had elapsed. That's why I said... They were still looking for people. Okay, that's fair.
1: That's why I gave under six months.
0: Yeah. Over a month, though, because of just how many weeks he would said that all, had all happened or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it was fun how each episode pretty much picked up on the heels of, of the next.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or the previous, actually. Uh, giving it again that solid through line, making it feel like a, a book yeah. that had chapters versus... You know, just individual disconnected episodes or something.
1: Well, and it was interesting the way Fisk, who made the comment during a phone call of, you know, he traveled extensively in the Orient, you know, he subscribed to many of those theories like get to know your enemy. Mm-hmm. He figured out that a soft spot for Daredevil was kids. Mm-hmm. So the kid had been abducted. Sure enough, Daredevil's going to show up to rescue him.
0: There were multiple times that Daredevil walked straight into the hands of the enemy. Yeah. That they had just played him left, right, and center.
1: Yeah. And they, by the end, they're flat out saying, yeah, we figured, you know, if it applies to kids and women, it probably applies to the elderly, too. So we killed an old woman.
0: Well, they killed the old woman. That's how they lured him into the one place the Japanese guy beat the tar out of him. Mm -hmm. Again with the kid. And I thought there was one or two other places. Yeah. So, I mean, easy predictable person but again this is this is the origin the first you know few months of daredevil
2: yeah
0: really i mean the full origin because it's not until the end of the series that he's got the outfit
1: and see you were liking how he got the costume and i was having mixed feelings about it how so on the one hand it was better than i expected i'll give it that it made sense but I couldn't tell if the guy making the costume was playing him or not with this talk of Betsy because the guy worked for Fisk and we'd already established that Fisk had figured out you can trick him if you say there's a woman in danger or there's a kid in danger.
0: All right. So in the the show, Fisk has these business suits that are essentially like armored lightly or some such.
1: Kevlar or something. Yeah.
0: Something that, you know, you can try to cut him and it, it'll cut. The outside of the suit, but not the inner lining. And Matt Murdock realizes, mainly at uh, Claire's insistence, getting body armor would be a good thing.
1: I love that she has to tell him that multiple times.
0: As he's gotten the tar beaten out of him. So he finds Melvin Potter, who I believe in the comics is the Gladiator, which is a guy in, if I recall correctly, a pretty garish suit that I think is like orange and green. It's kind of ugly looking thing. But he's got on the back of, of kind of his wrists or whatever, these big buzz saws. So he'd just swing his arm and just kind of slice at somebody or whatever. Yeah. But in this case, he's the tailor for the kingpin. Mm-hmm. And also has kind of a childlike mentality at times, uh, emotionally, uh, you know, development issues or whatever. And I took it as him being honest. He's working for for Fisk because he has to, not because he wants to. And not that he was playing Daredevil.
1: I just couldn't tell if we had seen that aspect of him earlier, that would have helped me.
0: His character was never well-defined, and he went from the one scene having this emotional breakdown, kind of a, oh, I'm doing it because I have to kind of a thing, and other times just seeming like a maybe a little slow or whatever, but a regular guy. Mm-hmm. So I think they could have sold that a little bit better. But they do have it set up because right at the end when he's giving Daredevil the suit, before he puts the box down, there's this diagram or whatever of those kind of buzzsaw looking things.
1: That's what I thought I was seeing.
0: So characters we could see in a second season include, you know, the gladiator. Uh, I do know that we're gonna get, uh, Electra, which they reference at one point, uh, in the college stuff. She was taking Spanish.
1: Oh, the Greek girl. Yeah. Uh,
0: and The Punisher is another one I think we're getting next season.
1: I knew the Greek girl was important.
0: But, uh, we got a lot of references to characters that existed in the comics. Uh, Leland Owsley, the, the money guy here, another, uh, underworld gangster, uh, goes by The Owl in, in the comics. So...
1: Well, and I had the feeling from the start that he had something up his sleeve and that he was, I don't want to say playing everyone in the room, but that... The money guy was keeping his own little secret and his own little escape plan. So when he came up at the end with, ha-ha, you can't kill me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take half. Here's why you're going to let me, etc. I'm like, he's not leaving the scene alive.
1: No. I'm like You only think you're smarter than the vicious, psychotic guy who kills everybody. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah, this ends well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the, the death toll in this season... Uh, was staggering yes yes i mean you got a couple of guys again uh, their brains literally bashed in a couple other people shot killed whatever the entire russian contingent blown up in four locations
1: but that brings up one of the moments i truly loved and uh, i called it a little before it happened but vladimir i loved that he died for daredevil Because, I mean, when you think about it, he's the leader of the Russians, he's the bad guy, he was only Mm. being saved, etc., because Daredevil needed information on Fisk, and you don't think he's going to betray Fisk. And yet, you can see this look on his face as he's hearing Fisk taunt Daredevil over the radio. As he's realizing, Fisk has been playing me, Fisk has been lying to me, these two weren't allies like I'd been led to believe. Well, and
0: by that point, Daredevil's already saved his life twice.
1: Yes. But he still hated the guy.
0: Yes, but he also realized Daredevil was being very upfront with him of, tell me what I need to know so you can get your vengeance.
1: Yes, true.
0: I mean, there was an aspect of the way Daredevil was playing the bad guys and there was also the way the bad guys were were leveraging Daredevil. Yes. Which at one point I thought was a big mistake on Fisk's part cuz he basically set Daredevil up to get the credit for having, you know, bashed in the brain of of the other Russian. And then people who were afraid to even mention the name Wilson Fisk are suddenly willing to give it up. Yeah. Don't 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 lop my head off, Daredevil kinds of or man in the mask sort of comments. Yeah. So, I get the the need for some of the violence to sell that level of fear and whatnot. I don't think the level of goriness for the violence was needed for that. Yeah. There were other ways they could have done it where, you know, you just realize somebody had met to a very bad end but not in a, you know, do we need to see the the bowling ball, you know, get used Mm -hmm. that often kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Overall,
0: I thought it was reasonably well written, but I would love to see what the series would look like if the writers had gone to a literally unbelievably effective, because I don't think it could be effective, anger management course. Yeah. And the whole thing is just a legal drama at that point.
1: Well, I would also like to see what would happen if the writers had had an extra six months before they went into production with their finished scripts so they could go through them. And look at the script where Daredevil is being accused of having shot people outside the building he's in, and the bullet came from 180 degrees the wrong direction.
0: firing into the building.
1: You know, things like that, where as a viewer seeing it in the moment, you see the bullet coming towards the building he's in, and people say, oh no, Daredevil's shooting me. How How are you thinking this?
0: Well, and even if some people thought it because they didn't know who was where or whatever, Yurik and a few others should have known better.
1: Yeah, and there should have been some kind of investigation, given it was three police officers who were killed, that figured out the trajectory to try and nail the person who was guilty.
0: Well, that seemed to never get investigated. The three people having been shot by the, presumably the same shooter, you know where they were standing, what direction, because you've got film footage through the camera crew yeah. for the news. You should be able to get it. Oh, he was on this other building.
1: Yeah. So, And then that was about the same point where within a three- to five-minute period, we had Daredevil remembering and forgetting and remembering that he could hear heartbeats.
0: Yeah, when uh, he was... Yeah, that was one of those where he's using it to save the guy, but the guy basically fakes his death. And it's like, I, I get that Daredevil was a little distracted. The place is surrounded by cops, whatever. But that was one of them where it felt like the writing kind of let it down a little.
1: Lean close. I'm going to whisper.
0: Yes, you have super hearing. You can hear somebody three buildings away. You need to <laughs> lean in so the guy can can lean forward and, and you know, uh, hit you with his head. On the surface, it seemed stupid much less if you were to sit back and, and dive into the, an analysis of the writing.
1: Well, and that's where I say, I think if all the scripts had been finished and they'd had six months between all the scripts finished and going into production, things like that would have been cleaned
0: up. Whether it was six months or at least time to reflect. I mean, yeah. You know, but it seemed like from, and I could be wrong on this, that they had one showrunner for the first half. It kind of changed hands. Uh, and then to somebody else, because that also seems to coincide when the violence gets down to an acceptable level, uh, or at least a more acceptable level. Um, and I don't know at what point the, the scripts have been turned in versus when they were doing production. Mm-hmm. But certainly for a show like this, where it all gets released on the same day, I would strongly recommend, take your time, do the writing, stop when you're done with the writing, step back for a week, whatever, come back to it, rework the stuff to where you've got whatever hey, if we set this up, it plays out here. If we did this, oh, could we set that up better? Mm -hmm. Do that second pass, then go into production. Yeah. Because things that would not be very noticeable on a week-to-week basis over the span of three months or something, Mm -hmm. in the span of two days, do start to jump out at you. Yeah. By and large, though, this held together.
1: Oh, it did. It was really good, which is part of why... Especially, and it was mostly there in that one episode, which may have been the handover period.
0: Well, and I'm also wondering who wrote that, because they had a couple of different writers. Mm -hmm. Uh, One or two may have only done one episode, but that was the one where I thought it was the weakest. Yeah. You know, and better story editing, something of that sort. Yeah. Yeah. You know
1: or at least a few lines of dialogue here and there where somebody says well fisk has killed an investigation into the shooting of the cops etc cetera, etc cetera. so at least we have answers for why we're not supposed to be bothered by these things well but even certain
0: things these these guys uh, were on the second story of a building a cop's got a radio but he's off to the side tied against a pole they wind up somehow miraculously crashing through the floor of not just the second floor, but also the first floor, down to the basement. I'm like, how rickety is this building?
1: hmm And they managed to take the cops' radio with them.
0: Yep. Yeah. So there were a couple of things that just didn't quite make sense. Not too many. Um, I do appreciate, while I don't like the level of violence, how the violence had ramifications. hmm And those ramifications, it's not just to walk it off. It lasts days, The ex- I don't say the expected duration. It was hard to tell- how many days, I didn't track how many days I think the season spent over.
1: Yeah, near die. But there was definitely a sense of you need time to heal. Yeah. Agreed.
0: I and mean, there was one entire episode where Matt Murdock was pretty much out of commission. Yeah. You know, that was the one he was getting yelled at by Foggy for.
1: Well, and I liked how uh, Ben York commented on the, I I thought you left town. I hadn't been hearing about the man the mask helping people.
0: You've been inactive lately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, um. But that's one of those where the compressed viewing time worked with the compressed story time. And I think this model can work very well for a show. Mm -hmm. I didn't think there was the, I don't want to say the book ending I was expecting, but there was not some of the stuff that had a setup at the beginning and a corresponding payoff at the end.
1: Well, I think Continuum's first season is one of the best examples of there were things you saw in that first episode and in the final episode of the season, it was like, oh, that question's just been answered. Oh, I see how this statue became that statue Mm -hmm. and all these things. And this show didn't have as much of that, but like with uh, Karen Page in the first episode, she's a victim and I'm not going to say she's crushed by it, but her life is in many ways destroyed by it. And in the last episode, she's again been a victim, but at least this time she's agreeing we can move forward from this point. She's a stronger person going through it.
0: Well, it's funny because with her life prior to this uh, series starting, we get references to her past Mm -hmm. that Yurik had found out. And in the comics, uh, she'd been like a drug addict or something like that. It was ambiguous here. And really the events that lead to her being framed for murder. It mm-hmm. was the only two aspects of her past we know anything about. We don't know if she has any family. We don't know what her uh, uh, educational background was. Other yeah. than she was able to do her job, that sort of thing. Yeah. So that was one where really as far as character development goes, backstory was non-existent for her.
1: Well, and in terms of personal growth, in a lot of ways I would say no, she didn't grow. But in terms of because you saw that visible strength to her at the end, she did.
0: I think she grew a lot. She didn't trust anybody at the beginning. She was withholding stuff.
1: But she was still withholding at the end.
0: Yes, absolutely. The and whole fact that she killed uh, Wesley and never came clean to anybody on that. Yeah, But that brings up the whole concept of coming clean, brings up confessional and the the, the preacher guy. I liked him. The whole religious Catholic aspect of, of Daredevil was very well used and addressed. It, it came up enough to be a, a core part of his character, but not a beat-you-over-the-head-with-it kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. In him struggling to do what's right, the, the preacher really asked some good questions.
1: I liked the preacher's story when uh, he was asked if he believed in the devil.
0: I liked his question about... Were you looking for a reason either to not... What was it? it was about not killing him or, yeah. you know...
1: Yeah. Oh, Were you looking for a reason to kill him or for a reason not to kill him, basically? It was much better phrased than that.
0: It was... Uh, did you want... Looking for a reason to not kill him because you didn't want... A bi- because you didn't want to or because you knew you had to. Something like that. Yeah. It. it was really well phrased. It, it gave some good emotional, uh, and moral counterpoint for the character sounding board for him. hmm Um, and when the minister, or preacher, or whatever, was basically saying, yeah, I know who you are, I'm not stupid. hmm Blind guy, Hell's Kitchen, son of a boxer, you know,
1: well, comes he, in
0: beat up routinely.
1: Yeah, and that was the thing. He knew that he was Matt Murdock, son of a boxer, and blind, but he also knew he was, quote, the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was interesting with the whole, I don't know how you do what you do. I. Because
0: they never explained it to us, the audience, either.
1: True. But there was almost a, I'll help you keep your soul aspect to the conversations.
0: There was, with the minister, with uh, uh, Claire, the trust that this guy was, that Murdoch was doing, not necessarily the right thing, but the best thing he could do given his abilities in the situation. Mm hmm. His heart was in the right place.
1: Well, I liked the stories that Claire had from the emergency room. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of cases where they let us know that people trusted the man in the mask because they had seen him standing up for the person who couldn't stand up for themselves in a life or death situation.
0: Well, we saw that at the beginning when he was rescuing the uh, uh, the girls that were about to get sold into the slave trade or something. Yes. But we didn't see a whole lot of those kind of just altruistic mm-hmm. stopping street crimes. We hear about a ton of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's something that in a second season, seeing a little bit more of that sprinkled in. Yeah. So it's not just he's fighting this one big picture arc or whatever. Mm-hmm. While he's out there, he's doing some good.
1: Well, and doing some good, I want to say in a way that doesn't come across as bullying bullies, but standing up for people who, if he weren't there between them and the bullet, would die. hmm Which, to me, is a big
0: difference. Most of the people we see Daredevil save in the series are bad guys. Yeah. Because most of the people he's around are the bad guys. Rarely does he have just the... Let me go save this innocent person. We see some of that.
1: Oh, I loved when uh, he told Detective Hoffman, who, despite being a cop, I would put as a bad guy.
0: Absolutely bad guy. He was a corrupt cop.
1: You know, I loved it when he told him which police officer was good and to go turn himself into. And that he knew the police officer knew some good lawyers Mm -hmm. and that he should have him call them for him. And by the way, I'll be following you every step of the way. To make sure you get there safely
0: yeah you run i'll come after you yeah yeah well in that cop uh maloney mahoney mahoney um recurring character throughout uh i like how they set him up early early on first yeah. episode yeah um as a you know has known foggy since they were kids yeah and therefore they know they can trust him even though they're you know defense attorney cop kind of uh, flipped the opposite sides of the fence on certain cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, uh, the cop was well used.
1: Yeah, well, and when Matt shows up and says, you know, your mom told someone to come to us for representation and I need some files to help with that case. It's You're going to take that on? Okay,
0: good. Well, yeah, I sent them to you and you, you did well by them, so yeah. Yeah. Even though she wound up dying.
1: Yeah, but there there's a respect of You actually took the case, you know.
0: Well, that's one of the things that's always been fun with Daredevil in the comics is he's been that neighborhood lawyer. Mm. There for the people in Hell's Kitchen and stuff. You know, not one of these, I'm going to be, you know, not like a a big time corporate law kind of a thing. Sticking up for the little guy.
1: I liked their one scene from when they were interns at the big law firm. Because we got the lie detector heartbeat thing.
0: I loved the, the office they had that was literally a, a storage room that they'd put two desks in. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is a big-time law firm, and this is where they stick you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't work there. Yeah. Um, I was expecting a little bit more legal drama, like, I don't know, maybe setting foot in a courtroom once in a while, or at all.
2: No...
0: Some fun Daredevil stories have been him in the courtroom having to either defend somebody he knows is innocent because of his adventures as Daredevil, or in one or two cases that one of the ones that was done uh, last year or so by uh, written by Charles Soule, Daredevil went up against um, uh, uh, She Hulk, uh, Jennifer Walters, and the uh, the person on trial was Captain America for a wrongful death suit from World War Two. Oh, gosh. Now, obviously, you're not going to do that here in the the TV show. No. But something where these guys, I guess we did see them in court once.
1: We did. That's what just occurred to me. We saw them in court once because the the jury tampering.
0: The jury Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. the only time we ever saw them in the courtroom, though.
1: Yeah, and we didn't get what I would consider very good use of the lie detector heartbeat thing.
0: No, but I want less. What I was looking for was less of that, more of the. The legal argument, the knowing the law, these guys actually are lawyers.
1: Oh, I totally agree with that. But of what little they did, I thought they would at least pull that out in a more effective way.
0: Hopefully for a second season, or maybe by the time they get to a third, they've got a good clientele of the local people at Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, they fish this guy out of the drunk tank a number of times. This is who they, this guy goes to to get his contracts dealt with, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Not... Major cases, but something where they are an ingrained and respected part of that community. Yeah, Not just, oh, yeah, there happen to be two lawyers up there that aren't getting any business.
1: No, but hopefully, you know, Josie's a good referral service. Well,
0: now that they've got the the plaque on the building on the outside, so you can tell walking by, oh, there's lawyers here.
1: You know, behind that locked uh, fence-like Presumably
0: there'd be a button of buzz to come in or something. Mm Mm-hmm. But that locked door outside didn't stop the old lady who from the tenement and stuff that had been referred and things like that.
1: Agreed, agreed. Um, so, no, I thought it was a very well done show. I just wish the writing had been a little tighter in a few places.
0: A little tighter writing, a little better, particularly on the one where it's like Daredevil suddenly forgot his abilities. And the only real complaint I've got about the series was just how excessively violent and gory... Um, you know, people getting impaled, their brains bashed in, yeah. you know, uh, hand chopped off, stuff like that. Um, to me, you, you knock out a certain part of your potential audience by doing that.
1: Yeah. Just because you can show something doesn't mean you have to.
0: And in none of those cases did I feel it really add. well, yeah, they kind of had to do that to set this, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the g- guy who got his hand chopped off had it chopped off by stick who we never see use a sword mm. other than one scene. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense narratively. I mean, so yeah. why do it? So to me, that was the one one complaint. If we hadn't have marathoned it through in an evening and then today, um, because so much of that was up at the beginning. And unfortunately, I'd had coworkers warn me that that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. If I'd been thinking this was going to have the average level of action adventure of a marvel cinematic film no i'd have been what the hell yeah and that would have really turned me off yeah um
1: now i will say that i think the reason netflix is smart to release these things on a single drop day is with the price you pay for a month of netflix yes and only getting 10 to 13 episodes
0: i i For one month and being able to go through the whole show, okay, fine. That's less than you would pay to go pick up a movie at at Walmart or wherever. Yeah. Whereas if it was spread over the weekly basis or whatever. And again, they're not trying to get people to come back to Netflix every week. Yeah. They're trying people to get hooked on the service. Yeah. And if, again, in evening and the following day, we watch the entire series. Yeah. Or season, at least. Yeah. Currently, it is the series, but, you know, give it another year.
1: Well, and I like that the way that they're producing their shows, the way that I'm not sure buying their shows is the way to put it. they're not putting in the fluff, they're trimming out all the fat, etc., and they're putting whatever length makes sense for the episode and yeah. the number of episodes that make sense for the
0: story. The flexible episode length, I think, works to the advantage of the show. Yeah if they need another few minutes they get another few minutes if they need less they they'd get less i i would need to look at something like house of cards it's gone for like 3 seasons now to see if the length of the season mm. remains static and they're just kind of robbing from one episode to fill another or something i don't know
1: interesting yeah
0: um but if you figure 12 hours ish little under you know for a 13 episode series and figure some of that at least two minutes or something is the credits end credits yeah another minute or so so it's not like they're ma- well in 60 minute episode even so even if you take three four minutes out it's still massively longer than a regular episode of tv agreed so the fact they don't feel the need to have filler episodes or extend a scene or whatever or feel rushed they set out to tell a story and presumably they're telling the story they set out to do
1: yeah it's nice
0: So I'm looking forward to the other, uh, shows that Marvel's doing with Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist and The Defenders. I don't know exactly what order. I guess the next one is Jessica Jones that I believe gets released on November 20th. Okay. So depending how like our Thanksgiving weekend goes, maybe we do it then, maybe we don't. Not sure. Uh, gonna be curious about the violence level there because again this one was was more than i was expecting but i felt they at least ramped it down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If it had stayed where it was i would be seriously questioning if i wanted to see a second season of of Daredevil.
1: Yeah, why? Well, yeah.
0: As it is, i do, but if they ramped the violence back up, that could definitely turn me off. That's not what i'm looking for.
1: Yeah, i agree with that.
0: But uh again, between uh, just bet- on this, it justified, you know, a month of Netflix. Definitely. Um, I've also, like I said, watched three seasons of House of Cards, uh, a movie or two, some stuff like that. So um, at this point, I'm thinking I'll stay with Netflix for as long as I continue using it.
1: Makes sense.
0: So Daredevil, worth watching. Uh, We'll check out some of the other shows when they come on. Anything else? Does that pretty much do it? That does it. Cool.